listening to The Private Citizen, defending your right to have something to hide. Podcast for Critical Thinkers. This is episode 104 for Wednesday, the 5th of January, 2022. Triage is too logical for Germans. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Fab. I'm your host. Come to you live from Düsseldorf in Germany. First show for the new year. I was... um. I don't know. I always expect to get the year wrong. The first few shows, I, I you know, when I when I write it, when I sign something, and I, you know, have to write the date, I, I always have to think twice now for about a month or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to the new year. Uh, I, I officially welcome you to the new year. <laughs> um, thanks for being there. Um, today we're going to talk about triage, uh, which is of course uh, to do with the pandemic. And the law that the German Constitutional Court... Well, they have made the decision that they want a law. And um, it's to prevent uh, discrimination, is what they say. And it, that sounds reasonable and, and good, but it isn't. And I'm going to try to explain why today. So settle down with um, your favorite drink in your favorite chair or whatever, as I always say. Uh, I'm having Earl Grey. Uh, I'm doing dry January again for no particular reason. Really, that's really the case because last year I didn't really um, notice any difference. I think, um, but you know, just wanna. I mean, can't can't hurt. Can it? And it, I think it's it's good to challenge you once in a while. So <laughs> that's so that's the challenge I've picked. I hope you had a good Christmas um, with with your family or your friends or nobody at all or you know just the right mixture of everything. Which seems to be a hard thing to do. Um, uh, we ran away this year. I didn't want to. Uh, we, we always have family over and we were going to do that after Christmas now but we wanted to have a relaxing Christmas we had a very um, both me and my wife had um, a, a year filled with a lot of work um, so we relaxed a bit that was cool and then I actually kept on working she also worked we both worked uh, you know during the holidays and then we had a nice New Year's with friends uh, same friends who we had spent New Year's, New Year's with the last few years Um and generally, probably uh, low key for everybody. No fireworks allowed. But we um, <laughs> friends live in northern Germany, in the middle of nowhere, um, where there's approximately one police car uh, for an area that is as big as a federal state. <laughs> um, so there's like nothing. There's like everybody just they all have, still have fireworks and they all shoot them off, which which was hilarious. And uh, friends have a hot tub now which was great, a wood, wood-fired wood hot tub. So um, we were recently talking about climate um, <laughs> matters. Uh, probably not the best <laughs> decision there, but uh, awesome. It's fun. It's great, you know. I mean, we had a, we had a good New Year's. Uh, so I hope it's the same for you. And um, yeah, I, um, I'm going to talk about the feedback later, but, you know, I had some very encouraging feedback over the break. And, you know, some people wrote some nice things uh, about the last few episodes and the podcast in general. And so I I feel very um, motivated uh, for 2022 and the podcast. And it, it should it should hopefully uh, be great. Um, so, yeah, I already talked about the topic. I'm going to talk about this. Um, I think I, I, t um, I, I said I was going to do this show a few episodes ago. I can't really remember um, I did a lot of episodes in December, but um, I am, um, yeah, we're going to talk about this federal court, this uh, this uh, constitutional court decision uh, about triage and the pandemic, 
And um, then I want to do an episode next week uh, if everything goes according to plan. Things might change. You know, there might be an emergency topic coming up or whatever. But this is the plan. Um, an episode that I had wanted to do for quite a while, which is I want to do one of these more philosophical, you know, in-depth episodes, uh, more generalized, not about a specific, like, news item or topic or whatever. And it's going to be about the difference between law and justice, which is something... I feel a lot of people seem to conflate, um, and especially uh, people who's, who work in, um, as we, we say in German, we call them Rechtspfleger, uh, the caretakers of the law, uh, so judges, uh, uh, you know, um, lawyers, uh, state attorneys. But also, I think uh, people who work in law enforcement, the police, uh, they sometimes seem to conflate um, justice with, with the law. And I think it's important to talk about it. And I think today is actually an, an example of this. So I'm going to go into that a little bit, but then probably expand on it uh, next week. Um, and uh, next week, will the ep episode will definitely not come out on Wednesday. That's the usual plan, of course. That, that'll remain the plan. Um, you know, the promise I give to you is that I'm going to release an episode every week. Um, this year, Well, an episode for every week this year. Not necessarily... In every week, um, there will be times that I'm taking off um, from the show, and uh, but I'll, I'll make up for it. And you know, I'll, I'll try to release it on Wednesday, so we have a set, you know, a, a set schedule, and you have something to you can you know depend on and to expect. But you know, that might change in some weeks. And one of the weeks is next week because next week on on Wednesday I have a. Um, an, an appointment to get a uh, uh, some tattooing done, um, which I've been pursuing this uh, tattooist for quite a while now. I think probably two years, um, and I finally have a few appointments. It's actually gonna probably gonna take two appointments. Uh, it's gonna be whole upper arm. Um, I'll probably put some pictures in the show notes um, next week. Well. Not next episode because I'm, I might release that before Wednesday. I'm, that's that's a plan, um, but you know, in an upcoming episode. <clears throat> but yeah, so I won't do anything on Wednesday. Well, not not. I'm just gonna um, nurse my hurting arm in the evening. I I, I think uh, probably watch some Netflix or whatever. Um, yeah, so just that you know. And another thing, I can already probably announce. It's not a hundred percent, but I think. Um, I'm going to take February off from the podcast. I'm going to take February off from everything else. Um, I've cleared my calendar on the whole month of February. Um, not going to take any like paid writing jobs or you know um, hosting gigs or webinars or anything like that um, because um, I want to finish my book, uh, my novel. Um, and I've got this grant, um, which I talked about earlier, previous shows, from the German government, which is uh, a 5,000 euro grant um, to uh, finish this book. So I already I already got 4,500. That's like in the bank. But if I finish my plan to finish it by the end of this uh, grant, which is the end of February, um, I get another 500. And, uh, you know, it's not so much the 500, although that's nice to have, but it's also um, just the challenge i just want to do it so um and i got a lot to do at the of course um but you know obviously um 
didn't get as much done uh, since November as I wanted to. Uh, December was a very busy month for me, and and mon uh, Monday, <laughs> January's <laughs> Monday, <laughs> the, the January of the week, Monday, uh, Mondays. Uh, <laughs> what January is shaping up to be another month like that? So um, I'm gonna probably gonna take February off, which includes the podcast. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do some episodes before that, but I'll, I'll make it up to you after, I promise. Um, 52 episodes a year. That's So far, we've done that for two years, and uh, I'm going to do that again this year, um, if at all possible. But anyway, let's get into um, into the actual uh, topic we want to talk about today. So I've been, I've been waffling um, for long enough now, I think. <laughs> And um, that topic is, so the German <coughs> Constitutional Court, the Bundesverfassungsgericht, also abbreviated Befufge, <laughs> um, is, I've, I talked about, that it's like the highest court in the land. It's not like, they don't have suits, right? They have, <coughs> if you have, um, if there's, a, if there's a, a court decision or something else um, that you think um even as a private person, right? You don't have to be a lawyer in this case to like bring a suit or anything. It's like you can be a private person. You can, if there's anything you feel um, like a decision, a court decision or just something legally going on that like impinges on your rights under the constitution, you can um, complain to the constitutional court. And um, under certain certain circumstances, they will look at the issue and they will have a decision. And it's not like uh, any other um, legal suit in Germany. It's just some judges, and they just deliberate and then they explain their decision, and then that that's that. And usually they don't, you know, they don't really pass laws. They just make a decision, but they can never that can never be overturned. Um, I think in some circumstances the constitutional court could decide again, but that's generally not done. Usually, when they decide something, it's 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 like a little bit like a constitutional court in the U.S., right? You know, the the, the Supreme Court. I mean, um, it's like when they decide something, it's done. And um, yeah, they've 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 done so again now. Um, there were some um, private. Uh, persons private citizens that that complained and they said we are um, disabled people um, handicapped people um, and we are afraid that um, if you know if the pandemics getting worse and hospitals do not have the capacity to keep everybody alive that they need to um, then there will be triage will be done and that will mean um, that you know we could get um, actually, they will make the decision that somebody else will be rescued, right? And um, that uh, that would be discrimination against us. And so the uh, Constitutional Court has decided, they have ruled, they have said, yes, this is true. Um, so the federal government of Germany, the, the, the Bundes, Bundesrat, Bundestag, sorry, the hell, what's wrong with my brain? It's probably dry, <laughs> dry January, my brain ain't working right. Um <laughs> Um, it's not enough alcohol, um, you know, making this the synapses fluid or whatever. <laughs> I'm 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 not a doctor, by the way. Just in case you, you haven't noticed. Um, so um, 
they they have decided um, that you know the 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 federal government will have to pass a law will may have to make a law that protects handicapped people uh, in case of a coronavirus related like a SARS-CoV-2 uh, pandemic related triage you know it, it will have to make sure that uh, handicapped people are not discriminated against which um <laughs> mode seven uh, is in twitch that says uh, get a couple of beers just down to real quick so nobody notices. no 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 this is a mental challenge right i'm challenging myself don't tempt me. <laughs> um, yeah, so they have, although with this topic, actually, um, some beers might be in order, really. Um, so if you're not doing dry January or you're listening to this in February or whatever, just go for it. Uh, yeah, it's it's mental to challenge. It kind of is, isn't it? Um, yeah. So um, I mean, there is. This is. This is. This. Uh, this is true. There is an article in the German Constitution, specifically Article Two. Um, that says nobody shall be discriminated against. I talked about this um, because I felt that, you know, um, saying that somebody who is not vaccinated is not allowed to do certain things would be discrimination on this article. Because I felt like, you know, you're looking at somebody's antibodies in their blood and you're basically saying, well, you don't have the antibodies, you can't go in here, which, you know, generally this... Um, Articles, well, it's you know, it generally protects everybody, but it protects you know against uh, religious. Uh, that's what it was originally drafted for, you know, religious persecution or persecution of you know handicapped people. Um, you know, the, the I mean, obviously, the German Constitution is a re reply, a reaction to the Nazis um, who who um, severely um, discriminated against uh, both religious people. You know, we had this, this discussion. Um, that's what I think, you know, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the Jewish faith, because I don't feel that scientifically race exists. Um, but, you know, uh, so I would say against religion, but, you know, we, there's an argument. We had that argument, but also specifically against handicapped people. You know, they killed people because they were handicapped. They were like, if these people or they uh, sterilized them, like if these people procreate then it'll you know it'll pollute the gene pool or whatever uh, although i don't think they specifically really knew what genes were but you know what I'm, you know you know what i mean um so yeah there so there is an argument there um and i do um to some extent understand while why um the constitutional court has decided this way um when you just look at the laws but i think in this case they looked a little bit too much uh at the letter of the law instead of the spirit of the law. Now, what I, fi I find this very disheartening because I always thought the German Constitutional Court to be a great bastion of, of civil rights and of, I mean, it certainly is very important. It's a very important factor in the in our democratic system, um, you know, in our system of checks and balances. And um, it's a very important institution. Um, but I'm a bit disheartened with them. Um, you know, I recently had an episode about the Constitutional Court deciding that the pandemic measures in the summer, so taking away people's civil liberties, were um, were were justified. And I specifically had an issue with that because I think the, the what the Constitutional Court didn't look at is what the government didn't do. You know, instead of lockdowns and instead of you know talking about 
force vaccinating people or whatever, um, wearing masks and all this stuff. Um, what the government specifically didn't do for the last 18 months is prepare the medical system um, for this pandemic. So this is why we now have the problem that um, we are faced with the even the possibility that there are not enough um, intensive care beds. And when I say beds, I'm you know that is the shorthand. I'm I'm of course um, the beds are not the problem. The machines are not the problem. Like this whole respirator thing that what's happening or that was reported on the mid beginning of the pandemic. So of course bullshit. Um, you know, you need a band and you need specific um, care personnel. And that, that's the problem. You need doctors and nurses, right? Those are, and, and when I say a bed, that's like, you know, shorthand for a bed and the appropriate personnel um, for the time that you need it for, right? There might, it might be there, but you might just like, there might be not enough because, you know, people who have COVID um, tend to stay in these beds a lot longer than people have other diseases. Generally, if you're in a intensive care bed, it's a situation of you either dying relatively quickly or you then recovering relatively quickly so you can put in a more normal situation, in a more normal bed, right? It's generally there are not that many other illnesses where you'll be in that bed for months on uh, for weeks on end, maybe even a month or whatever. Um, <clears throat> that's the main problem. Um, now I am aware that there are people who are saying that you know exponential whatever uh, infection, and then although I don't think that maps to actual people getting um, this you know the disease bad enough so that there will be an intensive care bed, but you know that's certainly this discussion to be had but my issue is that the government here in germany did not try at all and once again you know i'm talking about germany here because this is my local situation i know a lot about this um but i think it applies from what i'm reading and hearing applies to many other countries the same way it's just happening the same way um so if you are from another country and have input on this please let me know go to private citizen.press that is you will find the show notes for this episode there as well this is episode 104 um, with all the background material and all the stuff I'm talking about. But also links to a contact page where you can contact me in various ways, uh, also anonymously. And, you know, please do that if you have insight uh, on the situation on the ground where you are. Also, if you disagree with what I'm saying, I think that's completely legitimate, healthy, and keeps the show on its toes. And, you know, that's what this show is. I don't want you to agree with me, and I don't expect you to um and I would like to hear your viewpoint, as long as it's, you know, well articulated and uh, um, not full of shouting. I mean, shouting is, is, is justified sometimes, but generally, uh, you know, at least try to, <laughs> try to make a point that I can use, you know, that also that I can talk about on the show. So that's certainly the situation in Germany. The government hasn't done anything. Um, uh, they, if anything, they, they decreased uh, capacity for intensive care beds and, you know, the people... Uh, manning uh, those those bats, so to speak, or, or womaning, or whatever you say these days. Um, so it's um, yeah, and I, I had an issue with the constitutional court going. Well, the government was is allowed to do these measures, even though or was allowed to do these measures, even though they're very very restricting to people's civil rights, and we actually. Um, and freedoms and we actually see that and we just we, we we recognize that but we're saying there was no other way and I'm actually saying there there was another way 
had the government reacted quickly, um, there would have been one. And the, uh, the same same applies in this case. There's no mention in this decision. So the constitutional court's basically saying, well, the the the, the the complaint of these people is justified. They have a justified worry um, that they will die because they don't get the care because of triage. And um, that seems to be justified under, you know, that seems to be reasonable um, that that shouldn't happen under the under the Constitution. Um, so the government shall pass a law that to make sure that this is, doesn't happen. As in, you know, <laughs> um, regulate triage legally. Um, but it doesn't say, well, the government should bloody well make sure that they're hospital beds. And I don't understand why um, people always claim that this isn't possible. I mean, it is very possible. Just imagine um, just imagine another emergency situation. right? Let's say we, we had a Cold War again. Let, let's say Germany was afraid to be invaded by, by Russia, for example. Um, like, we would get, like, we would ramp up the military in a heartbeat. Like, there would be, you know, um, I mean, they would literally draft people, right? We used to, in Germany, we used to draft men, young men, um, in, in peacetime for a year. We just draft them. And they'd have to run through the mud, like, you know, crawl through the mud for a year. <laughs> you know, I mean, we th- there could be a situation where if, if this pandemic is as bad as everybody says, and it's this humanitarian crisis and everything, then which I'm not denying that it is that, but like, if it is that, why are we not forced drafting people into becoming like COVID nurses? And that is a serious question. Like, I personally don't want that to happen, but like, if you look at a disaster response by a state, you know, we could do all of this. We could throw billions of money at at just, you know, getting these, these I mean, now it's too late, but like a year ago, we could have gone, well, this is obviously bad. Uh, you know, let's create a program where we pay people very generously um, to become, you know, intensive care nurses, you know, where we ramp up technology, we ramp up education, um, you know, all of this stuff that, you know, we poured Germany, I, I talked about this, what was it, 1.6 billion euros into this fucking um, uh, app into the Corona van, van this fucking you know um, contact tracing app, which nobody is not even working. Any, like it's not li- it's not literally. I met I, the, the friend I was with in uh, over New Year's. Um, like so this is like a, I think the day after New Year's. I think first of January. Whatever. It's, it, we were over there. We're sitting at the table in the morning, and her phone goes like. She picks up her phone. She's like, "Oh, the Corona Van app just told me I had a high risk exposure five weeks ago." And she was like, literally worried for a second. I was like, "Why are you worried? <laughs> like, if you were infected five weeks ago, you would have noticed, or you're over it already. <laughs> like, what? Like, you're you're vaccinated. She was vaccinated, right? So I'm like, either you you get sick because the vaccination doesn't work, or the fucking, fucking vaccination gets your immune system, and then it's gone by now." Right? You're not keeping the virus around for five weeks if, you know, I, like we poured 1.6 billion. I think it was, that was the number. I mean, I could I could look it up. What that, it was in the, it was over a billion euros. Like imagine they put that into educating, like creating jobs for for COVID nurses and doctors. Like it's like specific like one year training course or whatever, whatever you need to do. Like if we really wanted to do, they could do that. 
or if the constitutional court had forced the government to do this a year ago. Um, and I'm not saying um, that this gonna solve the problem because I don't know. Because I don't know what we could have accomplished if we tried a year ago. But we didn't even try. That's my very point. Like, it it might have actually accomplished something. Um, Mod 7 says, our local hospital was overwhelmed not too long ago and the National Guard was brought in to help the doctors and nurses. Well, you know, um, the thing with the overwhelmed is also that happens regularly, right? Like, that's also something that they, in the press gets mystified as oh no this this emergency room has to be closed because they're overwhelmed this literally happens all the time there might be a bus accident on the highway the you know there might be a fucking hacker attack and they have to, to close the emergency room like or like icus get overwhelmed and then you have to transport i i, I grant you is happening a lot more now because we're in a fucking pandemic and I, i'm not saying like it's business as usual right now i'm just saying like everybody treats this as if this never happened before like the press goes oh my god i see you over like this literally happened like i remember a story when i was living in hanover there was this thing where where um so there was this i think like pakistani i think they're pakistani like mafia clan right and they were um they were um in a fight with the Hells Angels in the Lüneburg Heath area because they were trying trying to take organized crime from the Hells Angels so there was a Pakistan I think it was are they the are they uh, no not Afghan I think that no are they Pakistani um no Lebanese sorry Lebanese they're from from the Lebanon sorry i got that quite right anyway there's like these mafia family clans right and they were having a wedding um so the hell's angels turned up in force and uh and crashed the wedding and everybody started like there was a, was a bra- like they didn't shoot or anything it was just a huge brawl like literally the whole wedding their wedding yeah, there were 400 people at the wedding and then like, I don't know, 120 Hells Angels turned up and then this huge brawl and then, you know, ensued. And of course, it was like in a building that was rented. So the people called the police. The police arrives, spends like, I don't know, half an hour like pacifying the situation, separating the two groups and ambulances were called. They pick up all the wounded and because it's like the Lüneburg Heath in the middle of nowhere, they brought everybody to the Heidekrankenhaus, which is the Heath Hospital. It's like one hospital that serves like a relatively big area. There's like not that many people living there. They um, brought any, everybody into the, the emergency room of the hospital, right? So all the the mafia family clan people that are, are wounded are there. And all the wounded hell's angels are there. And then the um, the relatives turn up. And then the fight broke out broke out in the hospital emergency room again. They they trashed the whole emergency room. They had to, you know, shut down the emergency room, which was the point of the story. But then the police had to separate them again, and they had to bring like one party, I think, all the hell's angels to another. Like actually, no, they had to bring both parties to different hospitals because they couldn't use that emergency room anymore. <laughs> um, so you know, fun, fun shit like this happens all the time. Um, and yes, of course, as Astro T points out, uh, hospitals are or used to be uh, overwhelmed because of the flu, um, influenza. 
um, that used to happen here in Germany as well. Um, and um, it's just like I'm not saying it's it it it's it's always like it's not it's business as usual, and this is not bad. I'm just saying these are situations if you talk to medical professionals that they know about that you know there's precedent for all of this. It's really bad now, um, but there is precedent. Also, you know, there's precedents about triage. I'm 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 um, very very sure that hospitals that are overwhelmed for the flu, um, if there are people that are really sick. That you know, maybe in the past they had to, you know, initiate triage procedures because they couldn't help anybody. But anyway, what I was saying is that you know, had they prepared, had we prepared as a society, um, you know, it might it might actually be better now. And what I I have a huge issue with is that nobody actually um, seems to be critical of that that we didn't do that. And and the reason why we didn't do that is that it's 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 I've, I I personally think. Um, it's very inconvenient. Um, you know, hospitals um, in my country, in Germany, are very um, uh, profit-oriented. You know, they're, they're almost all of them are companies, even though, like, you know, even university hospitals generally have a part that is a public hospital, that that's university hospital that belongs to the federal state or whatever who's running the university. And then they have a or several companies that run other parts of the of the hospital um and there's no actually re- like very few real public hospitals anymore um some of them are like there's still some that 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 are run by the church um that, that are that way but they're getting fewer and fewer in between as well um so it's a very profit oriented endeavor and it's like this to change all of this would have been a huge Thing. And I'm, I've been actually saying from the beginning, we should have changed when, when this thing came up and the writing was on the wall, we should have sh- changed the hospital system and went to a like completely socialized healthcare system. I'm not saying, you know, socialism. I'm saying like, you know, like in Germany, um, before the 90s, the telecoms company wasn't a company, right? It was state infrastructure, right? You know, the telephone system, the the railway uh, was like state infrastructure. And I don't understand why why hospitals aren't that. If anything, hospitals should be the the first thing to 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 be state run. I'm not saying state run is 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 the best way to do things. I mean, that certainly has its own problems, but like the profit oriented thing is a problem right because if you go and say we need more you know emergency beds icu beds and we need all these icu people then you know your controlling will say yeah well we need that now but what in a year like in a year those we we hired those people we can't get rid of them anymore got all the equipment like it's a it's like we need it's like it's like why did all the fucking um supply uh change collapse during the pandemic because profit-oriented companies they plan for the mean situation right they don't plan for the for the emergency or this is we couldn't have foreseen this right that's that's what they have insurance for and then it goes to shit but you get money back from the insurance and stuff like that so um if you want to plan for a an extraordinary situation like this like if you want to um solve that you, you're not going to solve that with like being profit oriented and, and controlling right um, but this I think I feel like this is 
um, if, if the situation is so bad and it's such a humanitarian crisis, then why doesn't the state step in and say, now, okay, you know, your, your, your companies, you manage this for the longest time, but we've now seen we have a, a crisis and, and society, a societal crisis and the state has to step in now, right? which the state does. That's the thing. The state steps in and says, hey, you can't, you have to wear a mask and you can't go out and you have to get vaccinated because that's easy for the state to do. Um, but I think they should have stepped in where it actually counts and should have, you know, got 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 the hospital system ready for this kind of, or as ready as you can be, right? And the thing is, if you do that and you still have problems, you can still go Right. If if they had gone, if if a year ago they had gone and 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 like actually had measures and and started fixing the hospital system, and we were in the situation now, you know, I would have much easier, you know, accepted them going. Well, you know, now we're infringing on your uh, civil rights because what we did there to prepare like wasn't enough. But like my problem is they didn't do that in the beginning. Um, anyway, um, what seven says, I tend to agree with you about hospitals being state run. The thing is, I'm not I've never one to educate, advocate for anything being state run, really, <laughs> right? Um, I just, I generally don't like that, but like, I know a lot of doctors and the system that we have now is not working, and that that's the real problem, I think. But anyway, let's get back to the topic. Um, so so the, the, the Constitutional Court says, okay, these pandemic measures are justified. Um, and then they don't tell the state to do anything else. And, and now they're going, well, we have discrimination, so we have to pass a law with really stupid consequences that I'm going to go into in a bit. Um, but, you know, they don't tell the state to do anything else. Right? <laughs> they're like, they're not, they're not tackling, the German Constitutional Court is not tackling the core problem. And I don't know if it's their... Because, I mean, I don't think that's a constitutional problem, but, like, I don't think... I'm, I'm not sure that that is their actual, like... Um, I don't know if it's, if it's their responsibility or whatever. It's, like, what it's not what they were set up to do, but maybe they need to step up to the, to the, to the plate and do this. Especially... Because I have especially problems with this because the, the, the measures and, the, you know, there's already there's now a lot of talk for weeks, months now that, you know, they want to force vaccinate people in Germany and they want to have law and you have to get vaccinated, which, you know, personally, I have no, no skin in that game. I already have my three shots. I had my 12 days of feeling horrible. Um, so I don't personally, I don't really care. I care about it from because I, I, I think that is discrimination. I think that is not. Um, uh, I think in Germany you can't do that under the constitution I think that is not compatible with the constitution but there have already been feelers put out to the constitutional court and there's already been opinions by by experts and I think also by one or two of the judges on the constitutional court who said really the, the constitution would allow for that so my biggest problem here is like, how is that not discrimination? But like to, to say, hey, you're not vaccinated, you can't do this, you can't come in here. Like, how is that not discrimination? But this triage decision has to be taken because of discrimination. Because I personally, I will make the point now that triage, because of you know, 
you're handicapped or whatever reason is not is not discrimination. But before we do that, I think we have to explain what triage is because some people might not know. Um, so triage is a medical protocol. It's a, something like in the, you know, uh, people working in hospitals generally call these, or even labs and stuff, call these things SOP, uh, Standard Operating Procedure. Um, and it's something that in a perfect world wouldn't exist really. Um, but that in real life is a necess- necessity, sadly. And this is a this is a very sad topic um, because if you need triage, you're already in a suboptimal situation, right? You're already in a situation that you don't want to be in. So to put it in a sentence, um, the, the, the goal of triage is to save as many lives as possible in unfavorable conditions. So it's it's applied. It's a it's a it's a method that is applied when medical resources and there could be any kind of medical resource, beds, doctors, nurses, often medicine. In the past, it was often medicine um, is not adequate to the amount of patients who are in life threatening situations or conditions. So usually, this applies to a hospital. Usually, this is a local situation. Right in the pandemic, it might be a general situation, which would be new, which would be something we've never had before, um, as 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 well. Not in the Federal Republic of Germany. Generally, it's a local thing. Generally, like a big disaster happens, a car crash, a, a, or a huge car crash, a plane crash, big fires, terror attacks. You know, examples where I've read of triage in the papers. You know, in the nineties, two thousands in Germany, was you know there's a there's a, um, a bus, a holiday bus that crashes with like, I don't know, 60 school children on board. It's a horrible crash. Um, many of these children are, you know, uh, very in, in life-threatening situations. They all get, it's in the middle of nowhere. They get brought into one hospital and they have three doctors on call, they, you know, that are there. And they call three more in and then that's that. And then they have, they'll have to decide. They can't sa- save everybody. Um, with plane crashes, this often happens. Um, so it's a it's a it's a big disaster or something like that, and that temp- usually temporarily outstrips the capacity of the medical system, of the local medical system, right? Because I mean, we are in a situation where you know hospitals are profit based. Uh, they're uh, a um, <laughs> you know if you, if you if you want to use like a, 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 a propaganda term or something, you know, not really a propaganda term, but you know a, a fighting term of the left, right? You, you would say, I mean, this is capitalism, right? Hospital is a, well, it is, right? They operate after capitalist principles, which I reckon they shouldn't. But they do. And so, you know, your emergency beds, your emergency room staff, your general, your staff in a hospital is, um, it, its size is proportional to what, like, in a, in a normal situation you'd need, plus a little bit extra in case something really bad happens and then you know in certain situations you just know you'll you'll have a peak there was peaks right so over christmas it's v- well known that because between christmas and new year um, at least in germany heart attacks peak so they always have to have people on call in in hospitals because they know this happens usually people eat a lot they don't move much then they go out for a uh you know they, they go for a walk into the cold and bam like they're organism is now under strain that that wasn't you know that it hadn't experienced for a year or whatever and that's like the thing that tips you over the edge and then you get a heart attack right 
or on New Year's people uh, blow their fingers off, which is, of course, why you weren't allowed to use fireworks uh, over New Year's here in Germany, because then the people would go, um, uh, you know, people would blow their fingers off with fireworks and there'd be an emergency room and then they have to pull people from the COVID, which I don't think it works that way. But also... Uh, the situation seems to be that people just bought illegal fireworks. There's a term in German called Polenböller. <laughs> you buy your fireworks from Poland and they're just not safe or they make their own fireworks. And they're even more liable to blow their own fingers off. Or if you're in Northern Germany, you just buy your fireworks in Denmark. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, so I don't, I don't know. But, you know, you, you, they, they know in certain situations, they know there's uh, uh, there's certain... Uh, certain times of the year, whatever, when 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 they need like in flu season, they would generally know that you know we need uh, more more emergency beds um, because you know the flu is bad this year. Um, so this is how it usually works. But you know you have a you have an unforeseen thing; it might just outstrip what you've planned for. And generally, then you have try you have to have a or you can get into a situation where you have to do triage. Um, of course, the other example is war. War, right? This is why you know triage is a system that's hundreds of years old. I think it was originally developed during the Napoleonic Wars. I think by a French doctor, army doctor, and you know in the army triage was like you can't really compare it. In the army, it's it's really not about saving as many people as you can, which is you know normally that's civilian tri triage um, because the army doesn't care. Um, in the army, it's um, you save the people that are most likely to go to the front again, right? To to be to be able to fight again as soon as possible. Uh, but you know, we're going to leave that aside uh, until the very end of the the show when I'm going to talk about a very stupid article in the German press. Um, or generally, you know, so that that also happens in war. Or, um, of course, now uh, when you have a situation where the government hasn't done anything and sat on its ass for 18 months and um, and hasn't prepared. When it was obvious, um, we will have to prepare for a special situation. And you can probably remember I was talking to uh, Alexander Speer, a colleague of mine. Uh, we had an episode. Oh, God, which episode was that? I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, so I go to privates. Ah, privates, it's not press, not Pornhub. <laughs> Might have auto-completed to Pornhub there for a second. Um, I mean, you can go to Pornhub. It's a very different kind of itch you're scratching. Uh, private private the Press, right, where all the episodes are. I click on more episodes at the bottom. This was a very early one. Episode 10, Flatten the Curve. I was talking to Alexander Speer about the concept of flattening the curve, right, to... Um, to, to have all these measures so that people don't end up in the hospital. And the whole idea um, we talked about here was that you do that until your medical system is prepared, right? You do that and you 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 ramp up medical your possible capacity while you do that um, so, so that then later on, you know, when the next wave comes, you're ready. Problem is we didn't do that. <laughs> we, skipped, we skipped that step so this is why now you can you could come into a situation where you have triage right where um you have to decide you you know there are two people you can't save both of them you have to decide who to save and and uh, just to be sure here triage is horrible this is not not 
something anybody wants to do. This is not something doctors want to do. You don't plan for this, but you do it in an emergency. And it's a horrible burden. It's a horrible burden on the doctor who has to decide, and as well as on, of course, the people who have to die because of it, and and on, on their relatives, right? But it is necessary. It is necessary. It's logical. Um, and it helps. It saves lives. It's a, it's an established practice that's been done for at least 100 years in civilian society uh, for good reason, because it works. Um, or as Wikipedia calls it, I'm going to quote from Wikipedia here, triage is a practice invoked when acute care cannot be provided for lack of resources. The process rations care towards those who are most in, in, most in need of immediate care and who benefit most from it. In advanced triage, especially trained doctors, nurses, and paramedics may decide that some seriously injured people should not receive advanced care because they are unlikely to survive. It is used to divert scarce resources away from patients with little chance of survival in order to increase the chances for others with higher likelihoods. And, you know, people could say in the past, you've, you've always, you know, I've talked about f philosophy on this podcast a lot, and I... I I'm not. I'm not a believer generally of utilitarian ideas, like you know, uh, you know um, the uh, good of the many outweighs the good of the few, which this seems to be on the face of it. But um, w what you shouldn't mix up here is that I don't think this is a philosophical question at all. You can you can certainly look at it philosophically, but that's not what it is generally. I mean, this is a medical decision. This is about. Um, you're faced with a problem and your goal is to save um, as many lives as possible, this is what you do. You give the care or the, the resource that is scarce, you give that to the people that are most likely to survive. And this is not something you should approach emotionally. And if you talk to doctors who work in emergency rooms, you will realize that sometimes they seem like emotionally dead. Um, they have to develop a certain, like, you know, they have to get used to people dying. And if that, like, for us, for a normal person, that's something horrible, right? And and that is something that would give you pause. But if you work in this job, you can't let that happen to you. Because if you get emotionally um, disturbed by something like this, and you start thinking about things, then you don't function. Or you function, you don't function as well. And that's like, you can't have that happen. You need to save lives. And to do that, you need to divorce yourself from from emotions to a certain degree. Um, and you need to like almost act inhumanely. And that actually makes you a better doctor in those cases. Not in every case, you know. And if you've seen, <laughs> if you've seen any medical show from like house to, I don't know, emergency room, this is always a topic. There's a lot of like Grey's Anatomy. There's a lot of discussion about this kind of thing in Grey's Anatomy, um, and and that this is this is why I think triage and ethics don't mix, and this is why this constitutional court decision is wrong because um, the constitution does that's an like the goal there is ethical or morally right, and this is not this has nothing to do with ethics or morals. Um, it's a purely medical decision, as, as bad as that is. Um, a doctor should not be concerned with medical decisions, right? Let's okay. Let's have a um, 
something I was thinking about. Well, while we're thinking about this, let's have a let's have an example. Um, let's say there's a shootout at a bank, right? And then the, you know victims get transported, uh, to, like uh, patients from that shootout get transported to to a hospital. And then there's there's one doctor, and then before him there are three people, and and they're all three been shot. They're all in critical condition. They all will die if they don't get help. And now this doctor can only save one of them because the other two will bleed to death and while he saves that one person's life. Um, now, now he has three people with a bullet wound that he could treat, like a civilian bystander, a police officer who has responded to the break-in, and one of the bank robbers. Right Now, a good doctor decides who to treat of these three people based on who's most likely to survive. Right? There's no moral, legal, or ethical decision to be made by that doctor. That is not that doctor's job. He does not decide who to save by who might have committed a crime or what crime they have committed. He doesn't, he doesn't care about what color their skin is. He doesn't care what sexual organs they have, right? what, what sex they are. Um, like he does not care if he's a good doctor or she's a good doctor or nurse or paramedic. They should not care about if this is a good person or not. This is purely about saving as many people as possible, right? And if you have three people who will die if you make the wrong decision and you can save one, then like saving one of three is better than saving zero of three. And this is why this is that the ethics don't come into play with this, for this. And when emotions or ethics or morals or any hate for skin color, whatever, come into play for this decision, it makes it worse for everyone concerned. Because that impinges on the goal of saving as many people as possible. Right? And this is why it's not discrimination. It's not discrimination to want to save as many people as possible. And specifically because this is a medical decision, it's not discrimination. It would be discrimination if the doctor goes, I'm not saving the police officer because he's black. Or let's say the let's say the the um the uh the doctor is black and doesn't has issues with the police in the US and goes, I'm not saving the police officer because he's a police officer. And then I don't know, tries to save the innocent bystander who dies because he had he he had less chance of surviving and then everybody dies. Right? Um that's why this is not discrimination. If you do if you don't do triage correctly, you can yeah, you can get issues because you are discriminating against somebody, you're prejudiced, then you um like you 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 um compromise this triage decision. But if you just do it medically, it's like you know, this is why they call it something like this a clinical decision, right? Because you're doing it without emotion. And without these things affecting you in a, in a perfect world. I know that this rarely happens and doctors are people. Um, they're not robots. They're not Lieutenant Commander Data. Um, but, uh, you know, in a, we're talking like this is how it's supposed to work, right? And um, it's, it's logic. The way this works, this is purely logic. And it's horrible, and it's you know it's logic driven by necessity. This is not a situation anybody wants to be in, and you don't want to be 
on the wrong side of this decision. It doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, if you're if you're um, handicapped or if you have pre-existing conditions or if you're just old, right? If you if 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 you're in a car with three other people, you have a horrible crash. Everybody's very injured. There's paramedics, and there's two younger people, and and you're 20 years older, whatever, or I don't know, you're older. Chances are that if you all have the same injuries, you're less likely to survive. Chances are, you know, the the right decision is going to be against you, which you don't want that to happen, but, you know, it might happen. Um, but, you know, why? You know, why is it bad if if you take ethics or morals or, like, the Constitution into this situation? Um, just imagine... Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm not even, I don't have an issue with the German Constitutional Court on a, like, I understand, I can understand in a, in a certain clinical way, so to speak, how they arrived at this decision. They might be completely correct that, like, the letter of the law and the laws we have in Germany and the Constitution and established legal practice points to their decision that that would would indicate that we need a law to protect disabled people in a situation like this. But that can't possibly be the spirit of the law because you're making the situation worse, right? Um, just just imagine, worst case, based on this decision, the federal government in Germany passes a law that protects disabled people in a tried situation during the pandemic, right? And now you're in a hospital we're in a hospital. There are two people, patient A and patient B, uh, who have possibly fatal COVID-19. So they're in a situation that both of them, although they're you know different and and, and pre-existing conditions or whatever, um, both of them, if they don't get the the care necessary, will die probably. Um, and now we only have the ability to give one of them the care they need. Now, one person, patient, let's call him patient A, uh, is relatively healthy and has good chances to survive if they get the right care. Other person, patient B, uh, is severely disabled. So somebody, you know, it's like the people who complained to the Constitutional Court, people who need other assist, assistance of other people um, to actually, you know, go through their daily lives and stuff like that. And um, there are... Uh, they're, so they're severely disabled and they're unlikely to survive this case of COVID-19 even given the best care. Now, ordinarily, normal circumstances, a doctor put in this horrible situation, a good doctor would most likely decide to treat patient A to save because, you know, it's very likely that they will save them and they would let patient B die, as horrible as that is. Um, but now let's imagine we have this law that forces the doctor legally to actually treat patient B instead because he needs to protect disabled people. Now, what, what, what could happen now is that patient A dies, who could have been saved because they don't get any care, and patient B, even though they get the treatment, they get the bed, they they, you know, doctors are working day and night to save them. They die as well, 
because as as the doctor in the first case um, has correctly assessed because of complications because of their disability it's very unlikely for them to su to survive so the outcome of this law in in a i admit it's a you know it's a hypothetical situation but you know that's what you do if you think about ethics and stuff like that um oh you know uh, hypothetic laws that we haven't seen yet um the outcome of this law would be that now instead of having saved one person of two both are dead right and i just want to see i mean this is horrible i don't want to see that and strike that i don't want to see that but um the press that was very very positive about this law and how important that is i you know th there's going to be articles written about this the first time two people die in a situation like this even though one of them couldn't could have been saved um there's just going to be outrage i mean you can already see it coming and I, 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 I can't i can't understand how that can possibly be you know leaving the letter of the law and all established practice i'm not a lawyer i'm not a constitutional judge i'm just a person who tries to think about these things logically um and i would think that constitutional judges should do that as well from time to time I, it just amazes me that that is the apparent intent of that law because like if that wasn't the situation right i mean you can have an argument that you have two people where where one of them is disabled but they have a better chance to survive than the other person um and that they not don't get put in the bed because they're disabled and the doctor goes uh you know thinks i'm not going to save them because they're disabled that would indeed be discrimination but it would not be work like it would be like it would already be it would be medical malpractice right as well uh, it would already be i would th i would think you could already sue the hospital there i mean not that that's a um, but you know that's in the end what a law is. Somebody dies and you sue them. That would be the same under this law, I, I would expect. Um, so yes, there, there could be a case of discrimination, but I don't. I just don't understand how um, how making this law will prevent that. Like it, it will it will cause this case that I've just explained. I'm pretty sure. Um, I think this is this decision happened because it was made based on like emotions and the letter of the law and not logic and medical expertise um which has worked up until now which is why people which which is why triage is done as it is done because it works it's an established practice it works right it's just like if you do a heart transplant, that's the way you do it. You just got, you, you don't pass a law to just change it up for some arbitrary reason if you've done it that way for 50 years and it fucking works, right? And I understand where the emotion comes from. Very much I do. I mean, nobody wants to be on the wrong side of a triage decision because you're dead. Um, but it's somewhat a fact of life that you everybody can end up, anybody just can, can end up that way um, in an accident or whatever. Yes, it's probably more likely if you have pre-existing conditions or you know, if you're mortally obese or if you're disabled, yes. But like, it doesn't help 
if we try to legislate our way out of that, that just makes it worse for everybody, I feel. Like, legislating this magical decision is a bad idea. And I know, you know, pre probably most people listening to this are not doctors and they're not medical professionals, but, you know, lots of you are probably nerds like me and, and know more about IT security than medicine. It's kind of like, you know, if you were, um, you, you were going to encrypt some data, you go like, okay, I use AES because that makes sense. And then you have a law that goes, no, no, that's discriminatory. You have to use MD5. And then you go, well, that's not an encryption algorithm. That's uh, hashing. Uh, no, no, no. That doesn't matter. That's discriminatory. Use MD5. That's kind of how this, like, this, this kind of decision should be up to doctors. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think judges should decide. And, you know, I, if it was just arbitrary, like, without, in a, like, if them, if they make a law, if they could make a law and it, it would just like this this one case, I said, was probably, you know, they want to pre prevent actual discrimination that fouls up triage, so to speak. If I could think they could legislate that, then yeah, maybe that would be a point. But they like, they can't, right? We know where this is going to go. This is going to end up um, having a chilling effect. I mean, you can, you do not want this kind of thing. You don't want laws. Like, you have a life and death situation in an emergency room. Like, every second counts. You want to say, doctors want to do what they do best. They want to save somebody's lives. They don't want to be, like, they can't be concerned with laws. You can't be somebody from a hospital legal staff going, no, no, you can't save that guy because he's disabled and that guy's black, so you need to, that guy needs to be first in line. And uh, also, all the women first. Like, you can't, like, you can't do that. I mean, there is, well, you can do it, but I think it actually doesn't doesn't work well. Um, there are lots of examples, for example, in the U.S. medical system, because the U.S. is a very, uh, you know, legislative, uh, no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, lawsuit happy, let's say lawsuit happy country. Um, you know, there's lots of, you just need to watch emergency room or house or whatever. Like there's lots of things where like doctors get like, can't do what they would medically do um it's the trolley problem but now with bureaucracy yeah exactly um so they can't do what they would actually medically do because like something they might get sued right um or they're afraid to do a certain procedure even though they are pretty sure it's gonna save or it's gonna you know help somebody but like they might get sued and then it's like too dangerous or whatever um do you not want that? There are people dying. You don't want anybody, you don't want any laws. Like, of course you want laws close to, but like, you know, in that decision in the emergency room, the doctors shouldn't think of laws. They should think medically, purely medically. That was like the best situation um, you can have. And I think what this does is something I want to then talk about next episode if everything goes according to plan. What we have here is a classic example between the different of the difference between law and justice, right? The people who who um, who complained to the federal court, they probably wanted justice, 
Although I'm not quite sure. Because if you're disabled and you end up in like if you if you're disabled in a way that medically impinges this decision, you're probably gonna end up on, on the wrong side of the strike decision. Right? And generally if triage works as it works without any biases, without any discrimination in there, then you know, just trying to save the most people you can then that 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 is justice to me right that is that is how we want society to work that is how it should work ethically um that is the best way to do things but it it you know you might not personally if you're in that situation uh, see that as justice because you you're the one who will be consigned to die um and and the the, the other like so so they they might even think they want justice done, but now they have the constitutional court like make the government create a law that I'm pretty sure will not get justice done. Because like the thing they want to protect against, I I think, which is not like this is not clear from from this decision. Uh, and it's not clear to me from the petitions that I've read that led to this decision. But I think the idea is they want to, like, people want to be protected. You know, I'm disabled. I want to be protected against being decided, you know, my life being, like, consigned away in a triage decision for no medical reason, just because I'm disabled and people think, oh, he's not worth as much as anybody else, as the next person because he's disabled for whatever reason, right? Um, whatever the disablement is, right? Uh, might be as simple as, okay, I just, I don't have any legs and the other guy has two legs. And so we're going to try to save him or the other guy because he, he has, uh, you know, has a better life ahead of him or whatever. But that's like, that's not how triage is supposed to work. And I can understand the impulse trying to protect against that, but you can't do that with law. Like, how is the law going to solve that issue? Um, I mean, the law should just say <laughs> triage um, should be done after medical reasons only. Like, which is the the, the 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 only reason there is who's more likely to survive. If we have to make a decision between two people, we're making the decision for the person that is more likely to survive. Oops, I just pressed the, the Windows button. And the uh, start menu popped up. Never done that by accident before. Um, yeah, so you should... Um, yeah, I can understand the impulse. But I, the law is not going to help you there. Like, I, I, I feel that often... I mean, laws are, if you look at it from a, like, bird's eye view, right? Laws are procedures employed by a state... Uh, to, if everything goes well, um, approach justice. Right? To come as close to justice as possible. And justice is also a very philosophical thing. Two people can have a very different understanding of justice. And justice can be a personal thing and it can be a thing for society. I'm Because it's the state, this is generally what the state is concerned with. Laws are um, not concerned... Like, the goal there is to have justice for, you know, society as a whole, um, not a, a a single person. So 
but the problem is that laws that are meant to do this can sometimes cause unjust outcomes. Um, and I feel like that's what I'm going to talk about next episode. This is often hard to see for people who are concerned with laws, right? With working with them every day, you know, lawyers, attorneys, and people like that, judges. Um, so I'm going to try to talk about that more, you know, more in depth in an upcoming episode. Um, but I, I feel like that that is somewhat the decision. That's somewhat the thing here. Like I feel like you know, judges shouldn't. I I don't want this, our country to become a technocracy, right? Where everybody's just like it's just like the um, the the tech people who decide everything, and the 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 the, the, the tech tech elite or like the intelligentsia or whatever you want to call. I don't want that, but I feel like some decisions you can't legislate. Like the judge shouldn't go and like this like medical medical decisions should be up to medical professionals who are trained for this and who've been in this situation before and who know who know what they're doing if you try to legislate that it's gonna go wrong it's like with anything technical just think of anything it's like the fucking um maybe i have to do an episode on this at some point as well people have been asking me for it um it's like net neutrality right there's there's like People think you can have a law that says everybody on the internet is equal, like if you're talking, you know, like internet service providers. Just don't understand how the situation works, right? So you can't, for example, in Germany, just a very, very quick side example. In Germany, um, the um, as, as I said before, the, the, the telecom, the, which used to be the post office, um, owned all the telephone cables right there. So up, up until the 80s, they put all the copper everywhere. They they owned the telephone infrastructure. They then went and privatized that part of the post uh, into the telecom, which is a private company which owns the telephone network and then, you know, owns all the internet stuff, um, all the copper. And a um, part of that deal was, was a law that said... Um, they have to give access to all the other telecom providers, right? So, um, so I used to work for a, a relatively small ISP called Net Cologne in Cologne, who you could like if you lived in Cologne or Bonn, you could have like DSL internet from them, right? And they had their own network, but the so-called last mile, you know, to get from, or often it's more, to get from their part of the network to your home use the formerly uh, state-owned infrastructure that no one's the telecom and that uh, you know to 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 make that connection so they had to rent that from the telecom there was a law that tele telecom had to rent that to them whatever but you can't then just like not that they tried in germany but like you can't go and say okay we have an neutrality here everybody's now equal um so you can't just pretend that net cologne which is like a relatively small isp and they're much smaller ones um that has like a n network in two cities in Germany, pretty much, um, or three or four, I think they're in Aachen as well. Um, they're probably bigger these days, but like you know, um, back in the day, basically two cities with the behemoth that owns all of the fucking cable in all of Germany. You can't just go they're equal, right? You can you can have a goal to equalize the the market and the the, the playing field. Um, and you, you can pass laws 
and and try to make it more equal but in the end they're not equal right it's just not the physical reality of the world and i feel like often there's like a disconnect there and sometimes i think you know judges politicians generally people and yeah, journalists they don't ask if you're not in the actual industry or you haven't done a hell of a lot of research into this kind of thing you you, you don't know what's going on and you tend to make decisions that look like justice for in this case on a on a grand scale but they actually don't work because in practice they don't map to the situation on the ground right and i feel this is one of the case cases you're yeah, speaking of journalism um you know i'm a journalist and i became a journalist almost 10 years ago uh, on the 1st of march i'll be a professional journalist for 10 years and even before that you know when i did my first podcast um the first real you know linux outlaws in in 2007 when i started that um i set out to make journalism better because i thought journalism wasn't as good as it could be and i think it's gotten a lot worse since then and this the story we're talking about today, our general triage is, is one of the cases where it's just been horrible. At least here in Germany. I can only talk about, I, I only followed this topic in Germany, but um, it's just it's just been horrible. So on the uh, 4th of December, for example, uh, Der Spiegel, which is a huge, uh, it's a German a new, uh, weekly news magazine that's read by a lot of people. And for, you know, they're one of the, say four or five publications in Germany that generally form public discourse. They had a title story, uh, Auf Leben und Tod, Triage, das grausame Dilemma der Ärzte, or roughly translated, Life or Death, Triage, the uh, Cruel Dilemma of the Doctors. And I mean, you can tell from the, I'll put, I put the, um, the cover uh, into the show notes. I mean, you can tell by the black fade out and everything. They're going like, this is grim, right? Cover picture has nothing to do with trash. I think that is an uh, intensive care um, transport, probably of a uh, COVID patient, um, but it's nothing to do with trash. But like they're treating the subject in 2021, in December of 2021. Um, if you read this story, um, if you read into that, it's almost like it's a new thing to them. And this is, I saw this on the newsstand. I had just had to buy the issue and I had to read it because I was like, I saw it at the newsstand. Are these people insane? Are they dumb? It's, it's like, and it, it, it was like exactly like you think. It's like basically what they did. It's like this cover is basically, um, it could say like uh, a chips or like for my American listeners, French fries. Um, the amazing thing you can do with potatoes. And they're like, oh, we've discovered this thing. We've been eating potatoes for years. We discovered this thing. If you peel them and cut them in strips and then you deep fry them, they turn into this amazing dish that you've never even heard of. Right? And why I understand that, like, the general public, and they're writing for the general public, probably doesn't know what triage is. You can't treat this as if this was, like, a new thing. Right, and there have been stories about trash. Like you know, there there has been the bus crash and the plane crash, and like every fucking emergency episode is about like fucking trash. I mean, I know about trash from when I was fourteen, 
right? Because I was watching a stupid sci-fi show called Deep Space Nine. And there's a season five, episode four. I actually have to look this up, which episode this was, but I could remember it very vividly. It's called Know the Battle to the Strong, uh, where Jake Sisko, who is uh, training as a journalist, oh, the irony, um, is in some camp and they get the Klingons attack and Bashir has to like fucking save people and like it's they explain what trash is like and jake's literally there with like blood on his hands and he's like fuck how can you do this and he writes a story about this whole thing um but that explains and then somebody actually on twitter told me that there's a voyager episode i think from two years later or a year later uh, that does the same thing so you know i knew about this when i from when i was a teenager because i was watching fucking star trek um so I can't. I can't understand. Like, I hope to God there was somebody in this newsroom. Like, if I was, I would have been in the Spiegel newsroom, and they were talking about we're gonna do this title story. I would have said, stood up and said, "Guys, are you insane? I know this is a is a topic right now, and we have to write about this. But you can't do it like this. You can't do it like this is like a new thing we just discovered. Like people are gonna think we're dumb. There's doctors reading this fucking magazine." <laughs> What what are they like? What the fuck are you guys doing? I hope to God there was or not actually God because it's just a thing I say. I hope to Bob Dylan that is his his Bobness his holy Bobness um, that there was somebody in that newsroom who said that. Like this is horrible that this was the title story, but if there was nobody to, who objected against this, then we're truly doomed. Like, I mean, I understand that people are afraid that the hospital system is going to be overwhelmed and they're going to be, they're going to die because they don't have enough beds. But like, that is, that is an emotional thing that could happen. But the, 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 the probability of that happening to you is tiny. Like the probability of you, I'm literally walking off the street, getting run over by a car and being dead. It's much higher. There's like, for estimates, I don't know, but there's estimates between 50 and 100 people a day die in Germany because a doctor makes a mistake and they die in a hospital. It's only in a hospital. It's not even like um, walk-in stuff. Um, people people die. Like, you know, my wife, who's not even like, she's, she's a biologist. She's a researcher. She works in a hospital. She has stories like every, I don't know, every once in a while she talks to me about like, uh, because, you know, she works with patients for studies. And then it's like the stuff where the patient nearly dies because somebody fucked up happens. So if you talk to the emergency room, doc, I mean, all this, the people die. It's, it's like, I understand that you're afraid of this, but it's, it's, but it's, if you're a journalist and you're writing about this, it's your fucking job to tell people to not do, I mean, they're doing this because they're selling the fucking magazine. I understand that. It works. They're making fucking money. But maybe journalism should also be uh, state-owned. or No, shouldn't. No, take that back. But like not-for-profit or something. I don't know. Paid for by the readers, please, directly, because this is bullshit. This is fucking clickbait. Your job as a journalist, you're, you're fucking morally obligated to tell people like as close tell people the things as close as the truth as you can get and you have to tell them that 
their fear of this happening to them is like irrational and that there are many other peoples and many uh, many other problems in society and many other situations that they should be rather afraid of and rather care about like and also fucking mention that if like if you do this fucking story you're fucking moral of the story at the end should be that this is all because the our fucking government hasn't done fuck all to improve the situation in the last 18 months because the guy who was running the medical system during the fucking pandemic up until like i don't know a month ago was a fucking moron who didn't do any he didn't do fuck all and that's actually the scandal Also, this whole, like, oh, this is so so cruel for the doctors. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. That's true. But that's really not what the story is about. Like, they're just they're just using that to, to like, you know, make you even more emotional. It's horrible. And it wasn't, it wasn't only Der Spiegel. Like, I, when I was researching this story, you know, for the one of the first stories I came across about this actual uh, decision by the Constitutional Court is on the German... Um, so the German uh, public broadcaster R A R D I D has a primetime um, news show. It's called Tagesschau. It's what everybody watches. Quarter past eight. That's you get um, you get your news. Your fifteen minutes of news. Oh no, it's eight to quarter past eight. Sorry, of course, because quarter past eight is when the actual movie starts or whatever. Um, they did a story about this constitutional court decision and it's 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 full of crap it's like it's, it's a shitty story but like they have a box out in the story which just takes the cake which is i, I actually had I, I screenshotted it because i i'm i'm paranoid now and i think then they're, they're going to change it <laughs> somebody and then the id is going to listen to no they're not they don't speak fucking english but if 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 they do some you know the the the, the white house correspondents going to listen to this and then they, we need to change this box out fabs onto us which they're not going to do, but I screenshotted it just in case. Um, so uh, they have a box out explaining what Triangle is, and um, it's completely like biased. It's like very tendentious. It, it uh, kind of is set up to make you think that Triangle is a bad thing. It talks about the military um, background and you know that it that it uh, it, it was used uh, to to um, to to consider which soldiers. Uh, can can be at the front again very soon which is which is true but which has nothing to do with this fucking topic we're talking about the pandemic whatever because like you know military trials is decidedly different to try it in civilian hospitals got nothing to, i mean it's a historic background but you know who fucking cares this is a box out to explain to somebody who doesn't know what right is what do they care about the historic background right i do but i'm a historian and i know it better than them so what the fuck um but it also has the hilariously incredibly wrong sentence so um so they explain what right is and they say i'm gonna say it in german just in case i have some german listeners and i'm gonna translate it they say so they're talking about right and then the second sentence is dabei kann dabei kann zum beispiel die überlebenschance eine rolle spielen so talking about right um the in 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 this in this process um the the uh, the the um, god why can't i fucking translate anything um it's because i'm in english mode i've never been good at translating this is why i nearly failed my 
uh, translation test in university in English. Um, so um, when when you're talking about uh, when talking about triage, the you, the chance to survive of the patients can be uh, of importance or can be a factor, which is completely wrong. It's wrong. It's completely wrong. It is, it's not. It can be a factor. It's literally the only factor. This is how triage works. Tri you know, you're looking at who is more likely to survive and you're treating that person you're giving the if you have to ration resources you give the resources to the person that is most likely to survive it, it it's not like that can be a factor it is the only fucking factor like they can't even fucking explain what try and i just read it it's on fucking like a few minutes ago i read it off wikipedia it's on fucking wikipedia it this is hilarious it's not hilarious it, it's a scandal these are the these are the fucking people I have to pay by law. I have to fucking pay them money so they can write and 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 broadcast this hilarious, tendentious, and completely wrong bullshit. And how can like? Of course, their take on the fucking triage and the the, the law and whatever the decision is completely different. But they don't even fucking understand what triage is. So how can they even begin to make that? decision that 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 assessment i don't even get it uh as says last few years it looks like journalists don't have any ethics or morals so they can't know what the doctors think well actually they could because doctors shouldn't have like you know really doctors shouldn't have should do eth ethical decisions either um I mean, I'm not saying in a hospital setting, whatever, it doesn't have to be an ethical um, situation. Like, there, 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 there doesn't have to be ethical involvement, of course. It's like hospitals have ethical, like, um, there are special people for that. And, I, and, I, and, you know, if people who do research, they have ethics committees as well, which is very important. But these are specifically people trained for ethical decisions. Like in, op in an operating room, you don't want to have, an, you don't want ethical decisions. Um, because they're always, always also debatable, right? So the whole thing about medicine and SOPs and procedures is they shouldn't be debatable. You, you need a plan you need like this happens this is what we do right and and th th there can't be any room for like oh let's let's think about how this ethically impacts us um and the same thing like hospital have legal staff and stuff and, and sometimes there's i mean there are legal considerations and sometimes they trump medical considerations i always think that's a problem like for example i've been um for a long time i've, I've never understood why people um, i mean i understand the dilemma i understand the legal dilemma and I understand the ethical dilemma but i think there are ways to go around that i think people who are terminally ill or have like seriously mental illnesses like alzheimer's or whatever if if they decide they want to die i think doctors should enable them to die and, you know, there have been cases in the past when people helped them die and, you know, gotten into legal trouble. Um, I, you know, especially, I mean, I've always been of this opinion, but especially after um, following Terry Pratchett, like, and his fight for this very thing, um, I, I feel so even even stronger. Right? I think, yeah, you can't just 
anybody can't you can't just have anybody go i want to die and then you kill them because you know you have people who are mentally ill and you know who have, have, have problems who uh really um shouldn't be helped to die but then there are people who should like if they want to die you know and if they're in pain or whatever and they just want to die painlessly um why not like why why shouldn't that be their choice if they're like if you can assess that they're mentally all there, I know that's hard and whatever, there are problems connected with that. But just having a law that says you can't do that, that's illegal, it's just dumb to me. It's just like, why is there laws to decide if women uh, want, want to get an abortion? Like, why is that not their decision? Right? Especially if they're, if, if they're uh, legally of age, like, and they're mentally all right. Like, why would... Why would that not, why would the state even care? Like, that's always like fucking religion or some weird shit being made. That's like if you mix like too much morals or too much like metaphysical or fucking religion up with laws. It just, it just never goes well. It should be a medical decision, right? It should be the patient and the doctor. That should be it. <sighs> I do. I, I agree with Mode Seven, by the way, who says some journalists must have ethics and morals. There are. I know a lot of them. Um, I think often this is not a case of uh, not having ethics. I think this is just a case of just being poorly educated and not not being able to think critically. Um, I think people who, who who create, you know, I I mean yes. I mean on the, in the case of the RD, there was just a guy who wrote or a girl or. Who, Whoever wrote that fucking box out was just not thinking clearly, as clearly as they should have. Um, I don't think they were actually trying to mislead people, even though it's bloody tendentious and it makes trash sound like something that's really horrible, um, which it kind of is, but it's also good. Like, it's horrible, but you have to understand that it only happens when you're in a horrible situation and you can't change that situation, right? And then it's the best thing you can do, and you're actually saving lives, so it's a good concept. Um, and well, with the Der Spiegel cover, yeah, those guys are f like somebody signed off on that, and I'm I'm pretty sure they they're so high up in that hierarchy. They're so, they're like a editor in chief, whatever at Der Spiegel. They they must know their job. They must be intelligent enough to understand that this they're just stirring up emotion. Like this is like built level. This is not journalism. This is like fucking, uh, I don't know what it is. It's 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 scum. It's like it's like it's 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 fucking smart. It's like I don't want to. I don't like people burn books, but I I was almost have the urge to say you should burn that shit. Um, yeah. So uh, that's pretty much for, for this episode. I hope I didn't bring you down too much. Um, if you have another opinion, please let me know. Um, contact details in the show notes, uh, privatecitizen.press. Um, and as always, I'm happy to read that. I'm happy to read out on the show. Um, I'm happy to have a discussion with you, even like on the podcast, if somebody is a doctor or whatever uh, and has a, or just is very articulate with their opinion, uh, please let me know I'd, I'd love to debate things like this um <laughs> says i'm gonna need three beers after this episode <laughs> i just don't get too melancholic it is it is horrible isn't it like it's like it's it's um it's one of these things where 
Um, I think it's people who mean well. Um, who I think, as, as I said to to Mike in a recent episode, I think they are the most dangerous people of our times. Um, people who mean well, but who are not well educated in the topic they're trying to fix. Um, Mode 7 says, I know a respiratory therapist that has seen COVID from the front lines. Well, if they want to talk on a podcast about it, um, you know where, where to contact me. I'd be, I'd be, it'd be great to talk to somebody like this. And um, I'm pretty sure they, they will have a different opinion than me um, because, you know, they've just seen it all firsthand. I personally think it's, you know, I've, th- I've talked to people like that as well, as in, uh, you know, but like... With some people, I had the um, somewhat like they were to to my to my feeling they were getting overly uh, emotional about it, which then impinged their decision making. But it's like you know, I mean, it's understandable, right? Um, so the, the the people that are the um, the the historically the people that are the uh, the most ardent pacifists are people who have seen war firsthand right we've been in the trenches and have seen people blown apart um and 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 have seen horrible atrocities um yeah and i think it's just it'll be interesting just to just to talk to people um but i don't know i feel like any um i can't so if i you know if I i can't imagine talking to a doctor who is in a situation where they um, would have to do triage at some point and 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 them um, approving of of this decision that there should be a law there um because i mean i i would assume that if they do or if they're prepared to do triage then they think they would do that under medical um considerations where there is no discrimination right where there's only cold hard and you know i was going to say facts but you know this is all flawed we're all humans right so you might decide that this one person has a higher chance um to survive and you're wrong and 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 both people die anyway um i mean it happens a lot um, but like, I mean, this is all like, this is all this medicine. It's on a best effort basis. You can only do, that's the thing. That's why, why, why you, I think if you work in a job like this and I could never, I'm way too empathic to ever do anything like this, but like, you have to kind of deaden yourself uh, against emotions because you, sooner or later, if you're in an emergency room or if you, if you're in a hospital, you're a hospital doctor and you, you treat a uh you know you treat something that is a life or death situation you know an illness that could cause life or death sooner or later you make a wrong decision and somebody will die and you have to live with that and then you still have to function and i could probably never do this this is why i'm a fucking journalist because the worst thing that that can happen uh, is i'm wrong and then i'm wrong <laughs> and uh, hopefully nobody dies because uh, yeah please don't don't do anything because of me and then die um just you know i don't i don't i don't want to have that want to have that on my conscience <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's a bit of a it's a bit of a downer but i think it was something um important 
that uh, we had to talk about. And um, I, I got a little bit of a happy pick-me-up after that if, we are, if we're going to talk uh, shortly about some uh, feedback. Which is, I'm not going to talk about specific feedback this time. I received quite a lot of feedback uh, over the holiday break, but um, it was almost, almost all of it was... Um, in a similar vein, it was just not like something you'd read out on the podcast. It was mostly like people um, saying they, they're happy that the show exists. And some of them, you know, sent monetary contributions along with it. And some people just, you know, in various uh, ways uh, on the forum via email, via personal messages, just told me, you know, they enjoy the show. Um Almost everybody uh, said uh, with that that they don't agree with me every time. And uh, most of them, in some way or another, uh, are all united in the understanding that that is the whole point of the show. You know, that the point is not kind of like um, they said this on No Agenda as well a lot. Um, it's not about you agreeing with me. Um, but hopefully I'll give you a viewpoint to consider. And that is pretty much i mean i'm just doing what i think journalism should be i look at primary sources if possible um i look at them critically i you know i take my own biases into account um if i read other people's writings i try to take their biases into account and i look at it from several angles and then of course i have an opinion um and then i explain you know as objectively as i can what the situation is and then I'm going to give you my take on it. And I'm going to make really clear that that is my take. And, you know, I think that's 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 all we can do um, as journalists and, and be up, up front with that. And I, I, I think it's cool if people um, appreciate that. Um, I think that's, that's, that's very, very cool. And I've actually, that made me very happy over the holiday break that so many people um, approached me one way or another to say that. And it gave me a lot of enthusiasm, you know, to continue the show into 2022 and give you at least 52 more episodes, hopefully a bit more. Hopefully there are going to be some extra episodes, but, you know, I'm going to have to, um, after February, I'm going to have to struggle to um, make up uh, February without episodes. And there definitely there's going to be holidays throughout the year where I'm on a motorbike and I can't record a podcast, but I'll, I'll make up for it. Um <laughs> Mode 7 says, I forgot to mention that I appreciate the show, but I do. Um, I think I, I think, I think you've, you you said that before. Uh, probably, I think you said that on an in stream before Mode 7, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But thank you. Thank you very much. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's nice to hear that. I mean, I, I see that people listen to the show or don't, I can't, you know, I can't really know if you listen to it but i you know i see i see people on twitch chat i see people watching the streams and there's a hell of a lot of people downloading the the episode so i presume somebody listens to it so that's cool but it's always nice when people say that they're like you know um could could have i've crs can't remember shit quite badly i have no idea that what i was saying CRS. i've never heard that before i have to remember that i that happens to me as well um well, not maybe it's like me. You can't just can't remember certain shit. Like my wife's always why? Like we talked about this. Why? Like she she'll make like a plan what I'll what 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 she'll cook during the week, what I'll I'll cook or whatever, and then 
um then she's like uh why can't you remember this you can remember like fucking uh ship names that are just appear once in like the expanse or something or like in star trek you remember what everybody's fucking rank is like even like a guy who was only in one episode and you remember all like the actors and then funny little stories about them but you can't fucking remember what i told you to cook yesterday like <laughs> i'm like yeah um uh, yeah that's it got crs um yeah so i i just wanted to tell you that i appre- that i appreciated that very much um very cool and with that let's let's go to the obligatory uh Wait, I'm, I'm I'm looking for a button to play the jingle to the obligatory toss a coin to your podcaster segment. And I'm all out of tea. It's not a good thing, um, but yeah, if you um, if you appreciate um, what I do, then keep listening, and that's that's all you need to do. Um, but you could also uh, support the show monetarily because I'm a poor uh, freelancer, freelance journalist, and I don't say that lightly. I'm currently doing my uh, bookkeeping and taxes for the last year. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I didn't make as much money as I made 2020, and I that that wasn't uh, a lot either. Send checks, hashtag send fab checks. Yeah, nobody sent me a check yet, which I'm kind of happy because you know, as I've gone into beforehand, I don't even fucking know how to cash a check because I've never done so. Never either written or cashed a check in my life because by the time I was old enough to have money, um. Germany, uh, in Europe, we didn't have any any checks anymore. Uh, I saw my, I can remember my father, one scene like in my childhood where my father actually got out his checkbook and I think we were in France and they were more backward than Germany back then <laughs> where money was concerned and uh, he actually uh, signed a check, put out his checkbook. Signed. I also remember uh, there were for a long time, you know, when everybody already had electronic credit card readers, you'd go to like this backwater place in France, being like in this hotel, and the waiter would like take your credit card and then have this like, you know, where they're raised letters on a credit card because they used to have this machine, and then you just go, and then it would just like copy the imprint of the credit card on like, like this tear off paper thing. And that's how you. That was like kind of a check, but it was a credit. It was like that was that was weird. But anyway, don't send me checks. I would appreciate it if you become a patron on Patreon. Link in the show notes. Private show notes. Private citizen of press. Um, yeah, or you can send me one one off contributions via PayPal, which quite a lot of people did over the holidays, which was very nice. And uh, which is it's also very. Uh, uh, needed because I'm currently saving up. I'm, I, I need a um, I, I need a graphics card badly, and uh, because they uh, right now I don't know if you've, I mean if you can buy them, the prices are uh, would suggest that they're made of pure gold, 
Um, so I'm 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 trying. Um, I'm trying to save up for that, so it was very much appreciated. Yeah, but uh, you don't have to do that. And this is just, I also not trying, I'm, I'm really, believe me when I say this, I'm not trying to guilt you into this. Uh, I'm just mentioning it because it does help me keep the show going. And it's um, it's a value for value model. Um, it's pioneered by the No Agenda show. Um, yeah, and uh, with that, I would like to thank everybody who's, who's uh, pitched in and uh, made this show happen for you. Um, so you should be thankful f to them as well, if you aren't them. This is getting too complicated. So thanks to Georges, Steve Hose, Butterbeans, Jonathan M. Jonathan M. Heavy, Michael Mullen Jensen, Dave, Michael Small, 1I11G, Rodane the Insane, Jaroslav Lichtblau, I really need an effect. This is another thing I need. I need one of those fucking... What they're called the, the, these these podcasting make these live everybody uses them things with the buttons anyway um we were thanking people i'm sorry i got lost rodain rodain the insane jaroslav lichtblau jackie plage philip klostermann ikn vlad bennett piata tobias sandman 616 kai sears mode 7 Joe Pozo, Fadi Mansour, Dirk Didi, Rizel, Avis, David Potter, Mika, Mr. Amish, Cam, Dave Amrish, Ricky M, Barry Williams, Jonathan, RJ Tracy, Rick Bragg, Captain Eckett, Robert Forster, Superuser, Astral C, D, No Reply, John Chandler, Robin Liebe, Robin Liebe, Zach, Felipe Cavallo, and Ewan Curry. Thanks to all of you. And Mode 7, why are you worrying that you didn't tell me that you appreciate the show? You're, you're, fuck, you're on Patreon, man. You're a patron. You've, I mean, this is the... I know that you appreciate the show. <laughs> um, and also, well, well, twice, because you're also on, on Twitch. And that's the next thing. I have to thank my Twitch subscribers, because obviously I live stream these things. Um, but also I, I stream other things. Well, I, I try to when I can. Um so thanks to the my Twitch subscribers, Stardew Lisa, Mike the Dane, Jonathan MH underscore com, El Terrestrial Stream, Indie Game EX, Redeemer F, Sandman616, Bacon the Pork, Mode 7 is unavailable, Nomd771, and Water News XYZ. Thanks to all of you. Mode 7 says, because I sent you useless Corvette videos uh, and didn't say anything about the show. Oh, those were actually quite fun. Oh yeah, we had a um Oh, I think I didn't answer that last email, did I? Sorry, I was getting, I was, I was getting um, uh, distracted by work. Um, we we had an interesting, uh, we had uh, some disagreements because I don't, I don't think that anything, uh, anything with the middle engine is a Corvette, and that's just heresy, and they should all burn. Also, the fucking space in the dashboard, just like the fucking gap, is just hilarious, hilariously bad. Um, no, please um, give me my C3, C2 or C3 Corvette in like that metallic blue color, fucking electric blue or whatever that is. Uh, that's all I need. That's that's the last car I need. And it got it it got two seats, so uh, I can take my wife. That's all I need. That's all that I will ever need. Uh, but thanks thanks everybody uh, for pitching in and helping uh, with the show and helping making it possible 
so also thanks to Bindmark, bindmark.co.uk, because they provide me, they're cloud hoster from the UK, and they provide me with the servers um, that the audio files reside on and all the bandwidth and everything, and I definitely couldn't do the show without them. So thanks to Bindmark. And that's it. Um, the theme song to this podcast called Acoustic Roots by Raul Cabezali. Um, everything else, a license start from him. Everything else, all the music um, uh, is licensed via Epidemic Sound, uh, which includes the song I'm going to play you out with. And I'm going to play you out with uh, Bo the Drifter, which uh, we'd had some songs by him before. It's called Go On Blues. Go On Blues by Bo the Drifter. And um, yeah, that that was it. First show of 2022. Um, See you soon. Hopefully next week. Until then, aim to misbehave. Bye.
what blinds your eyes Don't look twice 